Welcome back to Remember Country Music. Laura Massetti is on the show this week. Nurse by day, country music singer-songwriter by night. We talked about how she balances the two, as well as her record God Made Woman and her single One Life Stand. You may know her from a little show called American Idol. Laura Massetti is on the RCM Podcast. Coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. Today, I'm excited. We got Lauren Massetti on the show. I'm really excited to get down and talk to her. Lauren, you pronounced your last name Massetti, correct? I was just going to say, I'm so excited you got that right. Nobody yes. ever gets my last name right. Yes, it's Lauren Massetti. It's not that, even spelled phonetically correct. That's but... the Italian in me. That's yeah. what I Hey, Paisan. That's all I'm saying. I didn't know you were a fellow Paisan. That's all I'm saying. Hey. You can invite a Sunday dinner. That's it. Yeah, for there, sure. There you Give you some gravy. Give you some sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's how you do it. And I was like, I was like, yeah, Lauren Massetti. And then I go on on I, I went to I went to check myself just in case. And I yeah. Like, I was like, I'm right. That's it. Cool. Like I'm I'm awesome. okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Lauren, how are you? I am doing well. Thank I'm you so glad. much for having me. Hey. My, the pleasure is all mine. I am uh, I am a uh, I am a fan of yours, and uh, I am a I am a probably a recent fan of yours. I, I, I probably in the last few months I was going through some music, and I, I I I also do this thing, and we'll get to this in a minute. But I get I do this thing where like I go on YouTube and I like like to look at covers of songs that I like, or like yeah yeah, or like American Idol or voice auditions. So here you go. Um, yeah yeah. But like I do that all the time, and it's just kind of out of boredom but it's also like a way for me to find like cool voices that like i may not have known prior so then i started listening to your uh to your full record there and uh i was like wow like this is great i i don't know I, I just i really like it so i'm a fan i'm really excited to have you i'm really excited to talk to you and gonna be a thank you so much thank you i appreciate it and and what you're doing is so awesome you know i i'm a songwriter as well and i i write my own stuff but at the same time my my roots are really in like traditional country music and maybe not even traditional country music but traditional anything classic anything like 70s 60s country music um whatever that was you know i I just love it all and and i just feel like ever since i was little i was just kind of born in the wrong time you know i've always gravitated (laughs) to classic sounds and so during quarantine besides posting videos of my original stuff um when quarantine started i really wanted to give people just something fun to look forward to and i was just coming off of american idol at that time and and we were all locked up in our homes and and so i started this uh hashtag classic country covers video series and and people just kind of really got on it and started really loving it just because we don't hear this old music a whole lot and and I wanted the younger people that started following me after American Idol I wanted to kind of educate them on what music was back then and and just some stories I knew from the songwriters that that wrote the songs and the artists that sang them and just I I wanted to bring everybody into the love of country music that I have and so um I'm not a encyclopedia by any means but i i really do love it and i wanted to kind of get the conversation going so 
but anyway, I, I started that back up again. Um, I'm also a registered nurse and, and things get a little busy sometimes, but, uh, I kind of fell off the wagon with it for a little while, but I'm back on and I, I decided I'm going to put a new video up a new country cover every Monday. So, um, anybody that's watching and, and wants to keep their eyes peeled every Monday, I, I post a new classic tune. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. And I think I love that because, um, you're right. Like there's not like not everyone knows about the uh, about the uh, old old tunes there. And, you know, then again, the ones that we do here, like if it is a, like a certain vocal composition that like you need to have. Well, you don't need to have anyone can sing it, but you kind of get this like feel where you like kind of go back in time if you have a certain vocal composition. I think you do. I think that's why it's Aww. cool. And, and, and thank you so and, much. Like uh, I think that that, you know, we're all like, I'm, like, like I said, I'm an old soul of the heart too. Like I love the old stuff as well. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of my thing. And, and, uh, you know, growing up, that's kind of the stuff I listened to too. Not, not, not older country as much as more older rock and Southern rock kind of thing. Um, yeah. but I agree with you. I think that, that, uh, kind of the music we grew up on is kind of the sound that, that we look for. And I, and I mm -hmm. really do think that's kind of why I, I grab personally gravitated towards you because, um, there's, it's just a different sound. Like you don't hear that. And, and, and you don't always hear that today in, in country music as a whole. And I don't know if I'm going to dig down this rabbit hole. Cause if I do, we're going to just kind of talk forever about it, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking for something in particular, especially recently yeah. because everyone's putting out so much music and unfortunately sometimes people sound very similar and you sometimes you feel like you're hearing the same stuff so to hear different stuff is very refreshing that's what i'm getting at in Thank a lot so of words much. for a short thing that's what I'm getting. <laughs> hey that's okay that's what we were just talking about that's why you're in radio <laughs> i i can't imagine doing your job because you know i can i can write i can sing but when it comes to talking um, I don't know. I just recently after Idol and doing all these interviews and stuff, I, I had to kind of acquire the gift of gab. And it's definitely a gift that I did not, you know, have before. And I'm not sure I have it now. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I just really love it. And I kind of had a rule for myself um, growing up and trying to figure out who I was as an artist. Um, when I started recording things and started writing for myself and and I'm just like, you know, I don't want to put out music that I personally would not go and buy myself. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of, of artists that are kind of chasing radio and, and if they love that and that's what they're living for, you know, that's great. And, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of anybody that, that is successful. I, I commend that and I don't want to hate on anybody or, or their talent, you know, um, but I just feel like if you don't love it, there's a problem, you know, if you're you know putting that out music, from? yeah, that comes from the fact that you are, that you're a songwriter, that right. you know, that's where a lot of that comes from. And, and I, I commend that. And I agree with you. Like you never hate on someone for, for wanting to chase the radio. Yeah. Like, there's literally well, nothing there's, wrong with that. That's great. There's always going to be an audience for whatever you're going to put out. So, you know, if it works great, if it doesn't, you know, just stay true to who you are. That's kind of been my role but um i i really just don't want to put something out like whenever i get excited about a song or something and i go to the artist i buy the whole record and and put it on repeat for like ever and listen to it for the next month and you know i 
I want my music to have that same effect on people. And, and if it's not something that I would personally do that with, that's just kind of my, been my role for a long time. Yeah. So. I love that. That's great. I think that's a fantastic way to look at it because, you know, I mean, like you're kind of all in the same boat and um, I, I read something recently that, that I think that, that you'd probably agree with. I mean, um, musicians, you know, whether it be $2 or $200 or $2,000, $2 million, you know, they just want to play to play. It doesn't really matter how much oh. it is. And that's why it all starts, right? You know, that's why people start wanting to do it. And, and this is coming from a guy who just loves music and can't play music and or sing music. I mean, I wish I could, but I can't. So, um, you know, I know that the reason why people do this is because they just love to do it. And that's why it starts. And sometimes along the way, that gets a little cloudy. But for the ones that, you know, are, are doing it for the love of the game, per se, yeah. you know, you can tell. You can tell right. like you can go and, and, and I'll just, I'm going to use, use an example because you're sitting here, you go, you sit at your, you look at your album and you go through that whole thing, right? That whole album is tells, in my opinion, tells a story about you. And that's kind of what an album is supposed to do. And you can tell when that album comes from the heart and you right. can tell when the music comes from the heart. That's what Well, thank you so much. Welcome and it to my really TED did. talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's the truth. And, and I don't know. I, I just feel like um, the majority of artists out there, um, I mean, all, all we really see at, as the public are the Carrie Underwoods or the Luke Bryans or the Jason Aldeans that are doing it and doing really, really well at it. And they're able to make a incredible living from it. But that is maybe the top 0.1% of artists out there. If, if that's any proof that that we really don't do it for the money. Like mo the majority of artists that are out there pounding the pavement and and just really trying to be road dogs and, yeah. and work their tails off. Yeah. Um, you know, if if it says anything, I'm I'm a registered nurse. That's my day job and that's yeah, how yeah. I support myself. That's how I pay for everything music related. So yeah. it's like, you know, we don't do it for the money. Exactly. <laughs> At some point, you know, our all of our goals is to do it, you know, in a way that we'll be able to support ourselves and make a decent living at it. And that's the dream, you know, Right. but, um, but anyway, we, we would die if we didn't have music basically. That's right. So. So, so would I, so, so yeah. would I, I always say that. I always say that the music always gets you through like some of the best and some of the worst times, no matter what. Right. Oh, cause it's never going away. It's always going to be there. Always. Right. Um, I just want to backtrack really quickly. What you said is uh, kind of important. I read this thing that um, I don't know. I'm, apparently, I'm doing a lot of reading recently because I've read something. <laughs> now I'm, I got. I don't know. I don't. I don't read, Lauren. Let's get that. Out of, let's get that out of the way. I listened to Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. I did not read the book. That was the last hey. book I've read in the last like five years. Don't tell any of my That's professors. Okay. <laughs> I don't read. All right, but I okay. saw this thing where we were talking about you know, like you just said, doing it for the money, right? I saw that and this is this is true like this is wild to think and and if you look at streaming numbers or things like that or you know you know copies sold or whatever you want to look at this is how you know how crazy this is is that like a 25 dollar merch like a 25 dollar item of merch is yeah. pretty much the equivalent to listening to your favorite artist song six thousand times yeah and that's it 25 thank bucks. you Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, there are people with thousands and thousands and thousands of streams and millions. Like, even there's even, like, 
a good friend of mine has a million streams over one of his songs and he i don't he, he probably made no, close to nothing i mean in retrospect right. well in in terms of being able to support yourself and pay rent and put food on the table it's not enough right. you know and there's there's um a lot of songwriters especially through um nsai uh nashville um songwriters association um they're going to congress and and really standing up for songwriters rights i i I don't know all of the information on it and I'm I'm not studied up on it, but I I think the last time um, they decided how royalties were gonna be divvied up was maybe in the 40s or 50s. And if you think about how music has changed since then and like the, the way that music is distributed and sold is completely different than it was back then but the way that royalties are collected is no different and right. to me that's just like i don't know there, right. some something hopefully will change in the near future where songwriters yeah. will be able to make a decent living again yeah. but because like anyway. if you think about it when they made all this then when they made these i guess quote-unquote rules you're buying full albums like you're buying the hard copy of the album and right. i think that that's like kind of making a comeback yes but do i, I think, hope so do i, I, I love just like the tangible aspect oh, yeah. of it and being able to go through the liner notes and and see who produced it see what musicians played on it see who wrote what you know and and i don't know i miss that so much buying yeah. these like little digital tracks but yeah i mean I, I understand like on one side it's like the accessibility, but the other side I'm a vinyl fiend. So I mean like I, I love the 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 hard copy aspect of it. Right. And, and any chance I get to get a to get to get a, a new record, I will. Like I record hung all the time. That's like my hobby now. I just like go to random oh. record stores and I just like find random stuff. And if I like it, I buy it. And now I have like a large record collection that I can't even like I don't even have anywhere to put it. It's just like awesome. It's, like it's terrible. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You're right. Too many records. That's a good thing. You see, one day I'm gonna give them my kids. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hang on to them. I'm gonna give them my kids. Great and idea. They They'll might have to it. pry them out of my hands, but they can have them. Right. <laughs> It'll be the very last minute that they can have them. I mean, they can't have my nana. My nana has a huge record collection, and and you know we listen to that and there's all kinds of stuff in that. I mean, it's like a treasure trove. I mean, you're, you're setting them up for a good time. So. And it also, it also tells you like, it gives you a look into like what you like, like everything I have in that stack is stuff. I like, like that, that's anywhere from, from modern day stuff like Stapleton and yeah. Mary church. And I think I even have a Dirks Bentley album in there. And then like anything from like the Temptations, Stevie Wonder, uh, Leonard Skinner, Bob Seger, Bruce Springsteen. Like I, like I, I don't know. It's just like I guess maybe like gives a look into like what my life is like and what I like to listen to and who I like. I, right. I know, but I think it's awesome and I love the uh, the idea of it. And I'm trying. To, I I'm, I still don't understand how an actual like vinyl is created because like the idea. Like I know how they make them, but like, how do you right. get the? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you get the? Yeah. That I don't understand. That that blows right. my mind. And maybe it's because yeah. I have a small brain. But that 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 fills my capacity. I I hear you. I I'm right there with you. It's a miracle. <laughs> welcome to the uh, welcome to the confusion. It's magic. <laughs> yeah. it's magic. magic. So Lauren, you said you talked a little bit about how you are a uh, also a registered nurse uh, during the day. Um, 
which I guess in this past year and a half has been probably, um, yeah. hopefully, hopefully no gray hairs. No, hopefully. <laughs> I hope- found one the other day. Hey, one's know. okay. I found one too. Right. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, um, for the ones that are listening, I, I did American Idol last year and towards the end of my stint on there, I made it to the top 21. Praise the Lord. God is good. Um, but when I was voted off, um, you know, it was just kind of a weird situation. They had flown all 21 of us out to LA, um, to start taping the top 20 episodes. And we had prepared to be out there for a month. This was maybe last year in, um, in March. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we were out there for maybe a week doing rehearsals and all of that stuff. And, and they called us into a room maybe at the end of the week and they're just like, we're sending all of you guys home. That's when all of the talk of COVID and, and that's when I think they started seeing a couple cases popping up in the United States. And, and so um, they flew all of us home and that's when they shipped out all of the camera equipment and everything to everybody getting us ready to, you know, prepare to record from home. And um, so when I was voted off, it was just, there was this weird waiting period because I had taken off a month of work um, to prepare and be out in LA for American Idol. And so when I came home and we were trying to do all this stuff, I was just kind of sitting quarantined at home doing all these rehearsals with Idol, knowing that, you know, a few minutes away, the people, my coworkers at the hospital were dealing with this terrible outbreak of the coronavirus. And And so honestly, when I was voted off um, and I went right back to work, um, I actually am a night shift worker. I work 7P to 7A. And and so it was just kind of a relief actually to be there and and just be able to be alongside of my coworkers during all of this. Um, You know, I it was a really hard time. We saw a lot of death. Um, We're seeing a lot of death again um, with this new Delta variant. Um, so far things aren't as bad as they were, but they're kind of getting there, unfortunately. And, um, I don't know, it's just, it's a really heartbreaking thing to be a part of, but at the same time, I, I feel so grateful that I'm able to be there and be a part of something bigger than myself. And, um, I'm, I'm grateful for music. I'm grateful that I get to play it. Um, but at the same time, I know a lot of musicians that last year kind of lost their identity because mm-hmm. they, that's all they do. They make a living, they're session players, they're performers, and, and they weren't able to do anything. And it was just such a, uh, a mental health issue, you know, like, yeah. who am I? Like this, this whole depression spiral and, and just a lot of heaviness last yeah. year. And um, I'm grateful that I really didn't deal with that I really didn't have time to deal with it a whole lot because I was working and picking up so much but um I I just feel so grateful that I'm I have something that um I I can do to help you know and um just a lot of a lot of gratefulness so yeah yeah well uh that that is um I I couldn't imagine I guess being in your shoes that 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 to me uh is, is pretty that's heavy. That's some heavy stuff, but I, uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I, I, I commend you. Uh, I thank you. Um, 
all the words, all the kind words that I could give Aww. to you. You have them. You well, take them all. You. Take them. I don't want any left. Just take them. <laughs> well, my my coworkers and and all of the healthcare professionals out there, um, I know it's it's getting to the point where a lot of us are getting kind of burnt out. But yeah. um, I I just want to throw out love and support to any healthcare worker out there right now because it's it's getting hard and yeah. and you know there are people out there that appreciate you so fight the good fight there you go <laughs> keep on keep on keeping on i think uh i think uh we'll get there eventually that's that's, that's what i say i believe that I i'm believe claiming it. It. the name of jesus that's right I say, <laughs> it too. I say it too well listen so how do you how do you get to a point where uh you know you obviously went to college to become a nurse because you can't go to, i mean you can't well i mean i guess there's <laughs> Oh, no. You no, can't get you, it out of a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> yeah, you, you got it. Listen, you got it. So you went to college and, and you studied nursing and, and obviously yeah. this music thing was there too. And then, so at one point you're from, like you said, you're from, well, I guess people don't know this. Before, Lauren said she's from Ohio. She's from Can, Ohio. Yeah. Football Hall of Fame's over there. That's pretty cool, right? I mean, like, yeah. you know, it's pretty I'm, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm from a little suburb of Canton where the Pro okay. Football Hall of Fame is. It's called Louisville. It's spelled like Louisville, Kentucky, but it's pronounced Louisville. That's really but, confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is. The mid, the, that's the Midwest for you, but you know. <laughs> but anyway, that's, uh, I went to college up in Ohio. And um, for the listeners that don't know, um, I was uh, raised and adopted by my grandparents, my Nana and my Papa. Um, those of you that watched American Idol, you saw my Nana on there and she's fun and feisty. She's, and she's my best friend. So. <laughs> And so anyway, uh, my grandparents said, well, we'll move to Nashville with you because we had gone back and forth between Ohio and Nashville for a lot of years during the summers and on school breaks. And and I I grew up doing music in my church from the time I was eight years old in Trinity Gospel Temple. It's my home church. But um, yeah, so I I grew up doing like gospel and country music and and it's just always been a part of my life. And so. They knew I wanted to move to Nashville and they said, okay, well, we'll move to Nashville with you, but you got to get a degree first. And so right. I went to college up there. And then once I passed my boards, I got my license transferred down here and we've been here ever since. So. Wow. That's see, see, that's, that's those are some great grandparents right there. Come on. I mean, listen, if I you told my parents, if I said, mom, dad, I want to, I want to move to Nashville. They'd say, okay, see ya. They, they, would, yeah. they wouldn't go with me. <laughs> uh, well, you know, my my papa's a long distance truck driver. And so that that kind of made it um, a little bit easier. And my Nana's been retired for a while. And mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I they knew that I, I couldn't be down here by myself. We heard a lot of stories about um, just some things happening, it not being the safest in some areas and and, you know, my grandparents have just always been so, um, so caring and, yeah. and protective and, and they didn't want me to be down here by myself. Yeah. And um, I'm so close with them. I mean, I'm, I'm a homebody too. And it's just like, I don't know. It would have been, been hard friend. to leave. It would have been hard yeah. to leave. Yeah. At the end of the day. And so, but it took major sacrifice on their part too. And, and I don't know, I'm, I just feel so blessed to have the grandparents that I do, the parents that I do. And I know a lot of musicians that have this dream and, and want to be, you know, full time and, and their parents are just like, are you sure? Like, are, are you serious? That's not responsible. And, and just really kind of kill the dream. And, um, 
I, I don't know. I feel for artists that, that didn't have that kind of support, yeah. Yeah. but I, I'm just so grateful that I did. And my Nana, y'all, she's, she's the best. <laughs> she's adorable. I've seen those videos. She is awesome. She's, she is. A little, she's a little firecracker. I love it. I love oh, it. I know. She, she, she seems, uh, she seems like a good person to party with. I, you know, she is she's she's a firecracker <laughs> yeah. i love it i love it and That's she's about awesome. half my size too so it's like <laughs> <laughs> everything everything big comes in bite sizes that's what it's like. right she's fun size <laughs> she's fun size there you go yeah i love it that's so awesome and i and i uh that's that's such a cool story and that's just um that's just cool like we, we you know supportiveness like that we, we love that that's that's really awesome and uh I'm glad you got the shot to get down there and, and, and kind of start doing what you love doing. And, and uh, clearly it's working out for you. So um, you're busy. Like we said, being busy is not really a bad thing. Being good. No, busy it's is not. not really a bad thing. So um, I'm grateful. Yeah, there you go. That's how you should look at it. It's awesome. So yeah. let's talk about American Idol a little bit. Cause I don't want to kind of jump into this album and American Idol is going to be my segue into this album. So yeah, uh, you go on American Idol. Um, I actually, uh, the fun fun fact is I I like always watched the auditions on my on my YouTube like after after they were aired just because like, yeah yeah but I saw your audition on my television like I remember seeing it because I because I was like oh let me go check and then I'm like yeah like I remember watching this and it, it was just the luck of the draw so maybe this is meant to be I walked in my house at the right time that, that kind of thing but um, <laughs> so you go on audition for American Idol. Yeah. And you actually sung an original song for your audition, correct? And then yeah, you also sung an original song for Hollywood Week, right? I did, so, yeah. So that's really cool because you don't really see that that often. And it's also, you know, kind of showing how, and, you know, frankly, how badass you are. The fact that you can get <laughs> two original songs and the fact that, you know, you go through. That's awesome. Like that, I feel like that's hard because some people don't know how, like, not you're a great songwriter is what i'm getting at so that's Thanks. really cool and um i think that that's a great way to do it so talk about the american experience just a little bit um i know it's a crazy time it's kind of like a little bit of a grind um I've, I've yeah it's it's honestly hollywood week might be the hardest thing i've ever done probably even harder than nursing school <laughs> <laughs> and nursing school and is hard <laughs> It was like, so I auditioned, we got through that. And then I think there were maybe like 167 of us that ended up flying out to Hollywood week. And they had us all together um, over the course of, I think three or four days. I think I might've gotten like six hours of sleep. I mean, you don't sleep. It goes from one round to another and between picking songs and that whole deal and just waiting around to, you know, saying it's like, it's, it's definitely a grind and it's a mind game too. Like, it's like a boot camp situation. They want to know how bad you want this and, and how hard you're going to work for it. And, and so, um, the first round I did, uh, don't it make your brown eyes blue by crystal Gale. And the second round, instead of doing the group rounds, they, um, did like the duets, you right. know? And so I found a, a fellow classic country lover like me, Leon Meissen was his name. And, and we did uh, Johnny and June yep. um, Jackson. And so then for the third round, they had whittled down um, like 167 contestants down to like maybe 60. And um, so we had to pick 
either pick from a list of cover songs. There were 60 songs on there um, to do with the, with the band. Yeah. Yeah. To, to do with the band or we could sing an original song, but of course the band wouldn't know it. We just have to accompany ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I got to looking at that list and, and, of course I didn't know anything on there like I listen to old school stuff like it's all like Selena Gomez Ariana Grande like I I don't know any of that stuff and so I'm just like well I want to stay true to who I am and what better way to do that than you know to sing an original song and so I got to thinking about um, my song God Made a Woman and, and, you know, of all the songs that I've written, that song probably means the most to me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went out there and that's why I said, I'm going to go out on a limb because I had listened to all the rehearsals and this band just sounded so great and so huge. And, and all the artists there were just so incredible. And then I get up there to rehearse with my tiny little red guitar named Rosie is her name. And, and I'm just like, oh man, is this going to hold water? You know. <laughs> and um, so I got up there and I'm just honest with the judges. And I'm just like, I'm going to go out on a limb and not use the band. But uh, I, I wrote a song that I feel strongly about. And, um, you know, my Nana inspired God Made a Woman and also my work as a nurse. Uh, but I just got to thinking when I wrote this song, um, our society these days it has become so obsessed with women proving that they can do everything a man can do. And, and um, you know, that's a wonderful thing for women. Um, of, of course, you know, God opens doors. We can do whatever we want to. We're living in the United States. It's, it's a really great place to be a woman, I'm mm-hmm. just saying. But Um, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like women get to a place where they're so busy trying to prove that they can do everything a man can do that we forget all of the unique qualities that God gave us. Um, you know, our bodies are machines of creation, you know, and, and it's like, we're hardwired to be caregivers. We're hardwired to be maternal. We're, we're hardwired to be extremely passionate and emotional creatures. And, and that's a beautiful thing to me. And I just wanted to put all of that into a song. And, and so that's kind of where God Made a Woman came from. And my Nana has just been the greatest example of that to me. And so um, I played it and I got a standing ovation from the judges and, and it ended up um, being a really great moment for me on the show. And and um, the people with American Idol were just so kind and they put that whole bit together talking about my Nana and um, that made it all worth it. I, I didn't care how far I got after that. The fact that the world knew who my Nana was yeah. and how great she is, that was it for me, you know, yeah. so. And the song was, did really well after that too. Yeah, um, the, so I had released that record independently um, in January of last year, mm-hmm. um, not knowing that any of this was going to happen, I just played my song, and and so the next day, I think my the song itself made it to number twelve or fourteen, I can't remember, and and my album, which is titled "God Made a Woman," made it to number four on the country yeah. iTunes charts. So. Um, that was such a gift and I never in a million years thought that would ever happen, but God is good. And, um, I, 
have a lot to be thankful for with American Idol too. So you know how good this album is, right? Like you, you <laughs> like no, I'm not like I'm not just I'm not just Thank saying you that. So you much. know how you know how good it is. Like I know you. Thank you. I'm really proud of it. Um, the way we recorded it was just um, so fulfilling. And we got all the musicians together in the studio. And and rather than overdubbing different parts, um, we all just kind of recorded in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we punched where we needed to. It's not really a live record, but it's as live as anything I've recorded. And And I cut my vocals right alongside when the band was playing. And and I'd never done that before. And, and it just made it so real and organic and um, honest. And so I'm, I'm really proud of it. I think that's why I like it because it's just like mm-hmm. straight up. You're not beating around the corner. You're not Thank trying to you. tell anyone you're someone you're not. You're just, you're laying it all out there on the table. And I mean, I think it's <laughs> cool. You. I think it's cool. And, and obviously you're an album person because you have a couple of more older um, projects out there already so obviously um, you've kind of been doing the album thing for a while but I I would say this is that I think that when I look at this album and I like I'm kind of a loser because I look at albums like very like like I'm like I'm very like uh what's the word what's the word I'm looking for here like I like I look really deeply into it and I think like was was this the right place to put this song and I and I look at it and there are so many songs here that I think it's important on where you place them on the album like I think if they're placed elsewhere I would they wouldn't like catch on as much <laughs> I, I I really believe that and maybe I'm just a loser for saying that but well I, it's all about the flow and um you know, I'm, I'm a fan of concept records too. So just everything working in conjunction with each other and, and such a single oriented, you know, world world right now, I, I still love a good concept record. And, and I, I just feel like all of the songs, there should be like a common thread running through everything. So I agree. I very much agree. I, um, I want to ask you, do you think, cause we talked about the, about streaming services and things like that before. And, um, Although I love to have my hand on a on on an actual album, I love that. Obviously, I think that the way that because I've had this conversation before, I think that without streaming services, so many deep cuts would not get the love they deserve. Yeah, I agree. I have found out about a lot of songs and a lot of artists that I didn't even know existed mm-hmm. just through the shuffle, you know. Exactly, and I think. Um, you know, some of my favorite songs are deep cuts. Some of my favorite songs are the saddest deep cuts there is. And yep. it's only because of streaming services. I mean, unless I, well, I mean, I guess not. Technically, I could have bought the album and just listened to it that way. But, and, <laughs> and I had done that. But I'm just saying, as in the fact is, you know, when I was a kid, I was, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I wasn't going out and buying all this music. Like I wasn't. This is just like something that I realized I liked later on. Because, right. You know, I was listening to all the crap my friends were listening to. It's awful. And then I, I was thought, there. I was we there. We were all there. We were all there. Yeah. That's how <laughs> I, you see, I shouldn't say this. You see what my sister listens to. It's so, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know she's not listening right now either. So we're good. I mean, we're all right. I won't tell her. That's, I won't tell well, we'll just keep that one on the DL. All right. We'll just, we'll dig a hole. We'll bury that one. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> just stick it down there. We don't need to talk about it any longer, but that's true. Like I, I, I really think about that. And I, I, I think about some of my favorite songs are like ones that weren't singles and they weren't hits, but on the other side of that, 
I understand why singles, why for a lot of people who are just cutting their teeth, why singles are important. And yeah, um, I get it. It's it, the stuff's expensive. You know, you want to get the most bang for your buck as possible. And sometimes throwing out a full record is just not ideal for some people. So I understand right. the world of singles. But that being said, maybe they're working because every time I hear a single that I like, I always want more. So maybe that maybe that right. idea is working. But right. would I like it all there for me to go through it all? Yeah, but I mean, I can't be greedy. Well, so I- and you know, I released a single just, I mean, especially in the last year or two when a lot of the studios were shut down. Um, the studio we, where we recorded God Made a Woman at, um, the butcher shop here in Nashville, was actually um, owned by David Ferguson and John Prine together. Um, and that studio shut down this last year. And so um, I don't know, it's just been kind of weird. I, I really want to get back in the studio again here soon. And, and I'm going to, I have a lot of songs that I want to record, but I released a record um, or record, a single uh, called One Life Stand that I wrote. Um, and I think that came out, um, came out a few months ago. Yep. And so I did release a single, um, and you know i'm i'm a fan of the song and and i just love the way we cut it and and um just another little tidbit uh i also released a music video on this single uh, it that, yeah, yeah and it was directed by the great pam tillis who wow. i've been friends with for a really long time i used to do shows in uh branson missouri and um i met her while i was doing that stuff out there when i was like 12 years old and and we kept in contact and, and Pam and her husband, Matt, had kind of taken me under their wing when I was a teenager coming back and forth to Nashville and, and just being a great mentor. And, and so I was going to release the single and I wanted to do a video for it. And uh, a mutual friend uh, told me that Pam had just gotten into directing uh, music videos. And anybody that knows Pam, she's the daughter of the great Mel Tillis and she is one of the most creative minded people that I've ever been around I mean her mind her brain is constantly thinking and and throwing out just brilliant ideas and um you know she just has to have different outlets to put that artistic ability into and so music videos is something that she started trying out within the last year and and so I'm just like, really, I wonder if she would want to do my video. And, and so I reached out and she said she'd love to. It was like one of the first ones that she'd ever done. And yeah. and so we got together and did it. And it's this super cool retro 70s themed video that somehow we got an airplane for thanks to Pam. I mean, it's just it, it's pretty wild how the whole thing came together. But for those listening, that single it's called One Life Stand, and it's a little bit different than my record. It's still retro, but it's um, it's kind of like a bossa nova, and <laughs> and um, so like it's all vintage themed. It's kind of funky. And, it's got like a little funky. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I'm super proud of it, and yeah. um, I'm so grateful to Pam that that she did that, and it was it was a lot of fun to work on something with her. But yeah, it's an awesome tune, and I and I and I love the way that. Um, it kind of shows that you can do a bunch of different stuff. Cause you're right. That's not like the sound of your, uh, of, uh, of your record, you know, your records more, more on the, um, you know, on the, tradi- well, 
if anyone's not, if you can't see what I'm saying right now, I'm quoting traditional. Traditional. That's that, that, that's what I'm doing. But yeah. it's it's not, and but it's fantastic, and, and it shows you can just kind of like bounce around there and do a bunch of different things, which is awesome, and it's great for you as an artist. And um, I think that's really cool. And the fact that you got to have that experience with the, with the music video is also super cool. I was not aware of that. But are you saying that you did not charter in your own private jet into that into that music video? Like that was yours. I know it was. <laughs> That's right, how you get. Right. That's how you get from your house to. Uh, to uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I go to work in that. Actually, <laughs> you know? the but, pops the um, door open. Pa- parachutes down. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there's actually a really cool story behind that um, airplane in that video, though. Um, it's actually called the flagship Detroit, and it's a, I think a 19. 19- 30s airplane um it's been restored it's the only the oldest flying douglas out there it was delivered to american airlines back in uh 1930 and um anyway the pilot it's it's an all-volunteer crew and um the pilot was telling us that any old hollywood star you can think of has flown on that very airplane because it was one of the only ones um back in that time that could fly from new york to la and um so i don't know that was super cool he even said that eleanor roosevelt had a seat at the back of that plane like that was where she always sat wow so but anyway yeah there's a lot of the seats did you go sit in the seat i i sat in a couple of the seats i sat in the pilot seat actually in in the video there's like a scene where i i was in the front dressed up like a pilot and (laughs) because the first part of that video, I'm a, like a flight attendant, like right, a 70s right. flight attendant with the go-go boots and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Pam's just like, you know what would be really cool? Um, I think you should be a pilot too. It's a woman's world now. And I think you should be a pilot. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll be a pilot too. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why That's not? Awesome. So-, <laughs> so, so, so what you're saying is, is that there's a possibility that your butt was in the same spot of Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. Basically, you're famous. Yeah. Like, like, basically. Basically, I could run for president tomorrow. It's pretty fine. much. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, pretty much. Like, you're, you're, you're golden. That's it. Like, like, <laughs> I, I, I would anything. like to think that. I don't know. <laughs> I think it takes a little more than that. But yeah, maybe, maybe just. Just a little bit more. Just, just a little bit more. <laughs> Lauren, you're awesome. This is this is great. I, I, I love getting to hang out with you. And this is super fun. It's a great way to start off my day. I mean, listen, uh, I'd be lying to you if I told you I've left my house today. You know, it's you know, it's almost one o'clock and I, I've been in the house for three hours. It's a great way for me to start start my day. You yeah. know, voice laughs, a lot of laughs. We love it. We love to see yeah. it. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Lauren, you got anything that you want to uh, possibly tease there? I know that you uh, that you said you have a lot of songs you want to get in the studio and record. If there's anything that you know of, if, if not, if it's just kind of you're waiting to record, that's okay too. But if there's anything you want to throw out there, go ahead. Um, unfortunately, um, I was booked for, uh, there's an Italian festival that I play at every year in New York. And Where? it's about, it's uh, in Tapan. It's uh, Rockland County. I literally live 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away. Damn. Are you serious? I well, swear. Okay, so, so I was booked for that and they just canceled it because of COVID. Uh, so, uh, so I'm sorry. I, that would have been so cool. I, I play there. I've played there every, every year for maybe like 10 or 12 years. I mean, uh, it's, the it, the um Glavelt Sons of Italy Italian feast yeah. and um 
so anyway, I've, I've played at that for so long. And actually, um, I got into that because I'm, I'm Dina Martin is a friend of mine as well. Uh, Dean Martin's daughter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Dean Martin was born and raised in Steubenville, Ohio. And I got to know Dina Martin. She lived out in Branson. And when she found out that I lived in Ohio, she's like, oh, we do a festival there every year for my dad. And why don't you come out and sing at it? And and plus, you know, I'm Italian by heritage and it works out. So um, so anyway, for a lot of years, I, I do standards. I sing in Italian. I sing Connie Francis and Al Martino and all that that's fun stuff. So awesome. and, that's my and, uh, that's um, my my, my uh, guilty pleasure. I love that music. That's so awesome. Well, that's. Well, shoot next year i'll be next there year. next year and i'll be so, there next if you're there next year i'm there next year that's it it's it's that's it it's done it's already set well usually they'll have me do like a set of my italian standards and a set of my um country stuff so that's it awesome. it's so much fun and and those guys a lot of the guys that are in charge of the entertainment they're they're also actors in new york um with like law and order and the sopranos and and you know all that you know italian stuff and and it's just so much fun a lot of those guys have become like family to us and and so yes come out yeah. shoot i wish i was doing it now next year i, I was already sad now i'm sadder yeah, well me too I, I didn't realize i was sad but now i'm sad next year yeah. next year well, next year, we'll, next uh, year. We'll yeah yeah and in the meantime if anyone who's listening here saw my instagram post from last or from a couple days ago Lauren is indeed invited to family dinner as well as Joey Gallo. If you watch my Instagram <laughs> post, you understand that. But everyone's invited to the family dinner. A little, hey, a little yes. bit of this. Hey, hey, hey. Um, oh, and another thing I want to plug is October 1st. I will be in Hartville, Ohio for all my Ohio people that are listening. Hartville, Ohio at the Hartville Marketplace. Um, if you want to check out my social media, all my dates are posted on my website, laurenmassetti.com. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-M-A-S-C-I-T-T-I.com. And um, all the information is on there, but I will be coming to Ohio at the beginning of October too. So y'all check that out. I'd love to see everybody. That's awesome. If I could fly to Ohio, you know, I'd be there. (laughs) Lauren, you are are awesome. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm just really excited to see what, uh, what, what, what comes from 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 all of this from your journey see see what happens uh going forward and uh, it's going to be great so i'm really excited to just kind of see your career grow and uh see what see what happens with you uh everybody this is member country music podcast you can remember to follow us on instagram at rcm underscore podcast remember to rate like subscribe do all the good things go listen to Lauren's music do everything all the good things uh and uh just remember to keep coming back each week i always really appreciate new episodes go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. God, I can't talk today. That's all right. This is another episode of the Country Podcast. I'm Kyle. That's Lauren. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm.